everybody. Welcome to the A Links Among Links podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Siafra. Once again, joined today by my co-host, Tay D. Tay, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Lucas? I'm doing well. Doing well. So since we last recorded, uh, the Lynx have appeared in three games, all three of which were wins, uh, with victories over the Chicago Sky, 83-81, to 81, uh, the Connecticut Sun, 78-69, to 69, and then the New York Liberty, 92-66. to 66. Um, I would say that, you know, looking back at the schedule, you, you could say that, hey, these are three uh, potentially difficult games uh, for the Lynx, particularly uh, Chicago, uh, and then also Connecticut, even though the, their record wouldn't necessarily uh, imply it. I think they've been a, a pretty solid team to this point, or you, better than their record would indicate anyway. Uh, so, Tay, what are some uh, kind of the major takeaways you had from the last three games? Uh, I mean, the Chicago game was probably, it was, it was a super fun and exciting game. That was a tight game. Um, I think that Chicago, again, like that probably would have been a, a huge uh, competitive game, but the Lynx came out strong. Um, they played very well. That was, I, I was really nervous when Ellie Quigley came off of that screen and did the same play against the uh, Aces that won the game for them, and she ended up missing a shot, and I'm not saying I jumped out of my seat, but, I mean, I kind of jumped out of my seat. Um, and then the Connecticut game, again, I really thought Connecticut was going to come back with a vengeance just because uh, of the first game that we played them. I'm glad that we have them out of the way. I think that they'll eventually pull the team together. But that was also a great game. We got to see Bridget play 23 minutes, Dangerfield at 36 minutes, which was crazy to think. Um Collier looked like her momentum was coming. Her legs were back. She was grabbing rebounds and uh, fouls had another double double. Um, so it was it was it was interesting to see. And I mean, and I mean, we got to talk about the New York game, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wait for that. I'm gonna wait for that. Yeah. No. Kind of going back to what you were saying about the 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 Sky game, and you know, quickly got two looks, two really good looks there at the end that a player of her caliber don't usually miss. Um, and we had seen kind of through, uh, you know, I guess not including last night against uh, the Liberty, but in all the other games up to this point, the, the same kind of trend uh, from, the, from the Lynx offense we, we, we've seen where they, they start off super slow, particularly in the first and second quarters. Things kind of pick up in the third quarter a little bit, and then they're just absolutely dominant in the fourth quarter. Um, I think going into last night's game, they had an offensive rating of like 109 uh, which was, I believe, third in the league uh, in fourth quarters. And then if you look at their offensive rating in the first quarter, it was 77, which was literally second worst behind only the Liberty. Um, so we know that the Lynx are a strong defensive team. Their defensive rating currently sits uh, second overall uh, in the league at 96.4. Um, and so we know that they're a strong defensive team. It, it, it all just goes back to what can their offense do. And it seems like... Uh, they, they struggle for three quarters, and then, boom, they dominate the fourth quarter. They come out somehow with the victory. Uh, last night was a little bit uh, of the opposite. They still had a, had a slow first quarter against the Liberty, but they picked up in, in the second quarter. Uh, they just utterly crushed the Liberty in the third quarter. I think it was like they outscored them 27-6 to six or something like so something insane. Um, uh, and that was fueled behind uh, Bridget Carlton, who kind of – uh, got a surprise start um, in, in place of Sylvia Fowles, who had was announced like 30 minutes before game time that she wasn't going to be playing with a minor calf injury. Uh, after the game, Cheryl Reed made it seem like it wasn't anything too serious, that it kind of made it sound like, hey, if she had to play, she could have played. 
Um, but her and the, her trainer just kind of decided, Hey, let's, let's give her a night off. Um, and I think the Liberty was kind of a, a good opponent to, to give that time off. So yeah, I agree. We, I mean, because, you know, Liberty, they're, they're struggling right now. And uh, like I, said, I think that would have been the game for, for Pals to just kind of take a break. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, as we alluded to, Bridget Carlton uh, stepped up, you know, next man up, next woman up. She stepped right up and she filled in admirably for fouls. Uh, her first ever WNBA start, 33 minutes, 25 points, seven rebounds. Um, coming into the night in her career, she was a rookie last season, but in her career, she had only accumulated 13 points and seven rebounds. So in one night, she tripled her, her career total points and she doubled her career to- total rebounds. Um, and was the was the X factor in the in the Lynx win? Uh, what were some of your takeaways from uh, Carlton's performance? I mean, everything was a takeaway. I feel like it, it was so interesting because I had the opportunity to kind of ask her um, a couple of days ago, like what she's looking forward to in this season with her role, and um, she said just an opportunity. You know, she believed that there was confidence with the coaching staff. There were confidence from her teammates. They kind of tended to that you know, her success and, and if her number was called that she'd be ready to go out and play defense and be able to, to, to make all these shots. And here's what happened. And we got to see her and it's just, she was electrifying. I mean, she was creating shots for herself. She was three for three from behind the arc. Um, I forgot that she's a bucket. Like I forgot somehow in my mind, forgot who Bridget Carlton is. And I was reminded last night, and it was just – it was electrifying to see. Um, I think the team was gelling really well around her. Um, I'm excited for, for what's happening next. I, I, I think that she can do that every night if she has the opportunity. And I think that she proved that she will get more minutes moving forward and will be the sixth one off the bench if necessary, if not starting. Um and I think, too, with the opportunity in the season that we're in, there are different pieces that can be played with during the season. And, and plugging her in, I think, as a three or as a four or even as a two, I think would work perfectly for the, for the Lynx. Yeah, absolutely. Her, her uh, positional versatility is, is something that's extremely valuable. And I think if you look at a, a lot of the Lynx players, a lot of them are just versatile. They can play – you can plug them in multiple different positions. I think uh, – Carlton is, is technically probably a three primarily, um, but you saw her function last night a little bit at the four. Um, you saw her probably function primarily as a three, but you could also see that once she got the ball, you know, on the block, she was able to, she, she had a couple of really nice up and unders where it was just like the defender couldn't do anything to stop it. Um, but then also her, her solid outside shooting is going to be a huge boon for the Wolves or for the Lynx, excuse me. Uh, their uh, first, time last night they, as a team they shot 10 of 21 from three it was their first time I think all season where they shot above like 33 percent in a game or something like that so that's trending upwards uh would like to see you know we saw Lexi Brown hit a hit a number of threes as well I think she was three for eight so her shot finally started going um I asked her after the game last night what it was like uh, to see the ball start uh, dropping through the hoop both for her and for just all of her teammates and she said it was it was great just to uh, build up some confidence for the team uh they know that they're not shooting as well as they think they can. And I think, um, and, and Coach Reeve talk, uh, mentioned this about Crystal Dangerfield a, a couple days ago as well, where she's a better shooter than what her three-point um, percentage would indicate. So I think we're going to keep seeing that number, that percentage increase and increase. But um, to have players like, like Lexi Brown, like Bridget Carlton, like, uh, you know, 
Kiki Herbert Harrigan, who can just come in, play different positions, fill different roles, provide what's needed on any given night. Uh, I think that's just going to be huge for the, for the Lynx's depth moving forward. I, I agree. I think that I'm, I'm going to speak personally. Like I know that I kind of was talking about Lexi earlier in the season and still going to talk about her because I mean, seven steals last night. I mean, that was spectacular. It was fun to see her come back, you know, from, from the, the injury um, a few games ago. And just, it was like, she never missed a step. Um, and she looked great. She looked confident. Um, we did see her going to the basket. We did see her. I mean, the hustle play from Bridget after scrapping from that rebound and shooting it to Lexi in the corner. It was just beautiful basketball. And I think, again, it's finally coming together. But um, I, I, I'm just – I'm excited. After last night's game, I'm just – I'm still so riled up. And I missed maybe, like, most of the third quarter, and I came back, and the score was, like, the links were up almost by, like, 30. And I'm like, what happened? Um, but it's, it's – uh, I, I think that Bridget Carlton and Lexi and Kiki are kind of, like, the quiet ones that aren't really on a lot of people's radar. But I think after last night – um, especially for Lexi and, and, and Bridget, people know who they are now and, and they're going to be on more scouting reports. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how uh, Coach Reeve kind of helps uh, them adjust as as they move forward in the season. You know, I think a lot of teams thought the Lynx would be, you know, decent to good. They have one of, if not the best coaching staff in the league. So, and they have a former MVP and they have the reigning rookie of the year. So I, I think teams knew that they were going to be a tough you know, a tough matchup on the schedule, but now they've started four and one, which is tied for the best start in, in the WNBA this season. I think uh, what teams have really keyed in on at the beginning is, hey, let's try and play Sylvia Fowles tough, which <laughs> let's be honest, hasn't been working all that much. She's playing like definitely like an all-star, potentially like an MVP uh, candidate at the moment. But they've also looked at Collier and they're like, hey, if we can, if we can manage these two, they don't have the offensive threats to, to top us. And Collier, you know, you, you had mentioned she in the second game against the Sun, she kind of got her legs back under, had a really strong performance, but then struggled again last night against the Liberty. But in the meantime, we've had all these players step up and, and kind of uh, accommodate for some of, uh, you know, whether it's Collier having an off night or Lexi Brown being out with injury. You know, we had uh, Lexi Brown, we had uh, Bridget Carlton last night, uh, Crystal Dangerfield stepped up. Uh, on a number of different occasions, particularly the two games against the Sun. So now teams are going to start keying in on some of those players and they're going to try and, you know, attack Crystal defensively because uh, she just doesn't have the strength to, to keep or the size to keep up with some of the, the point guards in the leagues. They're going to, uh, you know, try and deny uh, Lexi from shooting threes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how the links tweak with that moving forward. And Coach Reeve said before the game, when I asked her kind of like why she thinks the, the Lynx's offensive rating is so poor in the first half and so great in the second half. Um, and, and she was really, she was a, a, as perplexed as pretty much anyone else. She's, she basically said like, I don't really know. Is it that we're not establishing fouls early enough? Is it that we're not, you know, playing the same lineups? Uh, or playing the right lineups uh, in in ways that they can be efficient and effective. Who knows? So that's uh, she had mentioned she was going to kind of tweak with the lineups moving forward, and we kind of saw that a little bit last night. I think they they played a super small ball lineup uh, that, if I remember right, was Dangerfield, Bannum, uh, Brown. Um, I think Kiki was at the five, and maybe Carlton was at the four. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
or McCall was at the four. It was something like that, but it was just a, 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 a small ball, you know, four out, five out, three point shooting lineup. So it'll be interesting to kind of see the, uh, the lineups like that moving forward. Yeah. And I think everyone's kind of, uh, it's one of those things where things just kind of gel together and now everyone has to be guarded. I mean, opposing teams are going to have to guard each player. There's no longer, you know, double teaming fouls because that's a kick out. There's no longer double teaming Collier because that's a kick out. I think everyone is getting in their stride and getting in their rhythm. And there's so many pieces that are unexpected, right? We saw Bridget have a big night. I know that Rachel Bannon will have a big night. It's coming. It's, it's happening. So it's just, it's, it's, it's unexpected. And I think that's, probably like one of the most things that I'm excited about is just the surprises that can happen throughout the season in whatever line of coach coach and the staff decide to put together because everyone's a threat at this point. Everyone is, is capable. Everyone is showing us their ability and showing us their skills. And uh, it's, it's, it's only going to get better moving forward. Yeah. And, and Lexi kind of made a, a comment like that after the game last night too, mentioning that uh, she believes that there's many, many different players on the roster who can, uh, go for 25 in a given night. Um, and it, it's at this point, it's hard to dis- disagree with that because we've seen it happen. You know, we've seen players step up. We've seen them uh, go above and beyond expectations. And I think that's just a testament to the coaching staff and um, and how strong they've been. You know, being able to take a player like even Erica McCall, who's been on the team for less than a week, she comes off the bench, gives, us, gives the team 10 points, a bunch of tough rebounds, good defensive play. And it's just like, hey – she came in, Coach Reeve said, hey, this is what I expect from you. She produced that, boom, it, it helped the, the Lynx come up with a big win. Yeah, she was great to watch. I mean, again, it's, I'm always excited when I see a post player being able to run up and down the floor. And then at one moment where Lexi kind of threw that assist and had like a weird spin on the ball. That was I don't the know if anyone else saw that. <laughs> it was such a weird spin that it almost kind of like bounced back into McCall's hand. And mm-hmm. she had to kind of recover and gather and put up for layup. I mean, that was just impressive. I mean, just the coordination of that. I don't know if Lexi meant to put a spin on that ball, but it was it was fun to watch. And I think Erica McCall is just a great piece added um, to the post. And again, she can run the floor, and she will give you what you need every single night. Absolutely. So we mentioned kind of at the at the top that uh, Sylvia Fowles didn't play in the game last night. Minor calf injury doesn't sound like it's going to be anything uh, overly serious. Uh, doesn't sound like she's going to miss a whole lot of time. Um, the next Lynx matchup is on Friday against the Indiana Fever. Um, usually the, the Lynx will send out an injury report probably sometime this afternoon. Uh, my guess is that fouls will be on it. My guess is they're going to, you know, let her warm up, go through shoot around today, kind of see how it feels, and then make a determination from there. Um, but I had written a piece earlier at A Wolf Among Wolves, um, and I had spoken to uh, – coach a a, a little bit during some of the media availability about just the overall kind of marathon but yet sprint that this WNBA season is and how keeping players as healthy uh, is going to be just super important for not only the Lynx but everybody in the WNBA. Um, You know we've already seen it with Liberty they were without Sabrina Unesco last night Um, and that I think the Lynx probably still would have won uh, had Sabrina played. Uh, I think the Liberty are probably still one of the bottom teams in the league, even with Sabrina, who's uh, just, you know, outstanding. She's going to be a multi-time all-star MVP type player. Um, But 
to keep your best players on the court is just, it's always huge, but in a season like this, it's particularly huge. And Coach Reeve um, had mentioned that she was concerned about keeping players healthy and that they want to manage minutes. And if they have to give a player an off night, uh, they will, uh, but they would prefer not to, uh, they prefer to manage it with the minutes during the game. But obviously that just wasn't an option with, with fouls last night. So um, I guess my question is, what do you kind of think, or what would you hope or expect from the, from the Lynx's coaching staff uh, in terms of, you know, rotations, minutes, giving players off, that kind of stuff? Um, I think it's a wise choice to kind of give players off. It's a short season. It's 22 games. Um, it's, it's a weird season to the point where I think that it's not worth um, a lasting injury. Um, I remember why I forgot who, what game I was watching. Maybe it was like the sparks and my dad is like, why is he leaving Candace Parker in a game? Like they're up by 20. It's just take her out. Um, I trust that coach or even the coaching staff will make that decision. I think that if fouls is not playing on Friday, um, we still have a really good chance of, of competing healthy against Indiana fever. Indiana is one of those teams that it's another unexpected team. They have a lot of pieces that, um, are starting to form with Kelsey Mitchell and Tiffany Mitchell. And, um, they have really strong posts. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if so, if Sil is out, um, again, just, to just rest. There's there's no reason to kind of put that kind of uh, that pressure on the body, especially when games are back to back to back to back like this. And, you know, today is the recovery day and then they're, you know, back on the court tomorrow. Um, so playing itself, especially for a player like Syl, you want to keep her healthy. Um, you know, just whether it's age or, or, or anything like that, we want to make sure that she stays safe. Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially I was just kind of glancing at the Lynx's schedule here. After they play the, the Fever, uh, they play the Mystics, and they play uh, one other really good team. It's it's escaping me at the moment, but um, you would rather have. I think you would. The Lynx would rather have a, a fouls in those games against kind of the top echelon level teams, uh, where um, I think particularly in a season like this, where you have lots of players who either weren't on the Lynx last year because they were on a different team or. Uh, currently, they you know they were rookies this season, um, but you want to get kind of the the playoff atmosphere, so to speak, kind of like a, a dry run against those teams about what it would be like playing against them in the playoffs. Um, not to say that you know the Fever, the, the Liberty, you don't want to build that camaraderie during those games as well. But I think it's it's especially important because you don't want to you know get to the first round and then all, all of a sudden it's like hey you're playing the Mystics and this is the first time that your ideal starting five is playing together in in that matchup. Um, so I think it's it's important to 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 look at both the short term and the long term, uh, both in terms of this specific season, but also moving forward. Obviously. Uh, you don't want fouls to show up with cap soreness and then play in the game and boom, there goes her Achilles, you know, something like that. So um, better to be safe than sorry. Um, I think the Lynx are taking the, the player health approach very seriously. It sounds like uh, Coach Reeve and the athletic trainer um, are in lockstep in their decisions uh, where it's not, you know, one uh, is making the decision over the other. It sounds like the players have bought in as well. Um, so I think it's it's something to watch moving forward, but I think the the links are in good hands. Yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, still kind of sitting out against the Fever because the next games after that are the Sparks and the Mystics, and those are uh, two heavy post teams. So if, if it takes another night to just get our body together, then I'm, I'm in full support of that. Absolutely. 
So let's chat a little bit more about this upcoming game. Uh, the Lynx are next in action uh, tomorrow, which is Friday night against the Indiana Fever. Tip is set for about uh, 5 p.m. Central time. Um, you had uh, mentioned uh, the a couple of players on the Fever already, uh, but what are you kind of watching in regard to the Indiana Fever? You know, what's their play style? What are their, you know, the couple of their best players, that kind of stuff? Uh, I, I think it's going to be another high-intense, fast-paced game. Um, like I said, Kelsey Milch- Mitchell is having probably the season of her, her life right now, and, and Tiffany Mitchell is going to pick up mo- her momentum soon. Um, both great guards that can get to the basket that are very quick step. I mean, that first jab is, is super quick. Um, and then McCowan in the paint. I mean, she she's, she's, has the muscle. She has the height. Um, I know that Vivian's was out – I believe last night, so I'm not sure um, if she'll be back in time for the game. But they they have a team that again is is unexpected. Um, they have been relying heavily on Mitchell, like uh, she's been kind of like their leading scorer. And Candice Dupree, I mean, we can't forget about Candice Dupree. She's a vet. She's again probably having one of her best seasons. She's come out and said that she's having fun playing basketball again. Um, they have a new coach that is hungry and and. Um, they're doing pretty well. I think they're like two and two right now, or maybe two and three. Um, but they're doing they're they're doing okay. So I think it's going to be a, a fast paced game, which we'll we'll see Dangerfield running around a lot, which I'm excited about. We'll see Lexi kind of picking up her speed. Um, but I think it'll be another game for Bridget Carlton because I can see her if Dupree is on her. If that's the matchup, um, she can outrun Dupree and she can get to the basket a little bit quicker. So. Um, and Collier, too. I think that McCowan is probably one of the best in the paint. But uh, I think Fee is a little bit faster than McCowan and, and, and can beat her on the block. Yeah, absolutely. They are uh, they're currently two and three. Um, but their losses have come to the Sparks, the Mystics, and then the Dallas Wings. So two of the league's best three, uh, you know, five teams, let's say, and then a, a Dallas team that's also going to be pretty tough. So even though their record is two and three, they're probably a little bit better than what their record would indicate. Um, like you said, Kelsey Mitchell is just lighting the world on fire right now. Um, she's averaging uh, 19.6 points per game and is shooting 50% from the three point uh, from beyond the arc. So the, the Lynx are definitely have their work cut out for her and trying to, to or cut out for them trying to slow her down. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see what the, what the defense uh, of game plan is for trying to stop her. Um, mm. We've seen, we saw last game with the Liberty with, with obviously with fouls out that they were, uh, the Liberty really tried to attack the paint and get, get that going in the paint. And, and for the first, probably half of the first quarter, uh, they just, couldn't be stopped. And quite honestly, um, they had a ton of looks that they just didn't convert that if it was a team like the, on the caliber of the fever or, you know, someone else, they probably would have converted, which would have made the win a little bit more difficult last night. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, one, if fouls plays two, if she isn't playing, do the fever try to attack the posts or do they try to get their, their outside game going? Um, at, you know, like we said before, the, the Lynx are one of the better teams, if not one of the best teams um, in the WNBA in terms of defense. But I think one of their weak points at times can be uh, their outside, uh, their, their perimeter defense. Lots of teams have gotten open looks at times and just have not been able to convert. Um, and you can't leave a, a player uh, of Mitchell's caliber open for three. 
No, totally agree. And I was actually thinking, like, what would that matchup be, uh, you know, if it's not Brown or Dangerfield when Kelsey Mitchell and the exhaustion of guarding her because she likes to run off the screen. She likes – I mean, she's fast. She's quick. And same thing with Tiffany Mitchell as well. They're both super fast. Um, so defense will definitely have its work cut out uh, going up against the Fever. But um, I think that, again, I'm going to call on her secret rep and, and Bridget Carlton. I think she's going to have another game of her career um, – and again, this might be another team where we kind of try to see what pieces go together um, just because Indiana is, again, another unexpected team, and they also have pieces that they can throw in as well. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm expecting a, a high-intense matchup and, and full of energy. And low fouls, low, low fouls. We got to stay out of foul trouble. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was actually uh, looking through basketball reference this morning, just kind of looking at overall stats, just kind of seeing how the, how the links fare. Um, because I had thought for a while that they had been um, giving up like a, a ton of fouls. Like they had been following teams like crazy. They're second to last in, in total fouls at 85. Only the, the Vegas aces have less at 82. Um, the most are the Phoenix Mercury at 116, which is, <laughs> that's a lot of fouls. Wow. Um, okay. But I'm look. Uh, if you also look at like the pace of play, um, the Lynx are literally the bottom of the bottom of the table. They they are their pace is uh, what uh, Basketball Reference defines as, as is at uh, 77.8, whereas the Fever are uh, looks like they are 10th out of 12 at 79.2. So basically, we're going to see probably a slow game. Um, but I think if uh, the, the key for me is going to be, can the Lynx's uh, three-point shooting, can that sustain from the last game against the Liberty? If they're going to hit threes, the Lynx are going to be one of the toughest teams to beat, you know, on, a, on any given night because they are so good at offensive rebounding, because they are so good at getting to the free throw line. And then once they get there, making their free throws. Um, that's really what's kind of been, you know, driving their offense at this point. Um, so if they can do those things in addition to hit three pointers, it's, they're going to be a tough out for anybody, uh, in the league, but if they're not making their three pointers, their defense has to be that much better. Um, and like we said before, you know, perimeter defense at, at times has been an issue. You mentioned that the fevers two lead guards are very quick. I would say that's not exactly the strong point of the Lynx's guards. They're not necessarily the quickest players, especially defensively. Um, so those are kind of the, the matchups I'm going to be watching. Uh, yeah, and I'm hoping that, the, like we said, the perimeter difference stays on the perimeter because what we don't need is is players getting into the paint and depending on our post players to to defend that. And I know that that's you know how Collier, I believe, was the first game picked up like four foul, fouls in the third quarter, and, you know, and then we have to sit there and the offense isn't coming through or running through her anymore. Um, so just making sure that we stay in front of these players and um, I don't even know how to prep for anything like that. I don't know if we need to do like agility drops or like, yeah. you know, what's got to happen between now and tomorrow night, but making sure that both Mitchells, uh, I, I know Kelsey is shooting 50% right now. I'll let her shoot it. That's okay. I'd rather her shoot it from the outside than get in the paint. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think part of the reason why it seems like the Lynx have had so many more fouls is because of their whatever 80 some fouls I just had probably 70 of them are from <laughs> from fouls and Collier mm -hmm. um, so if if the defense can you know I because I, I think part of the the Lynx's game plan is to have the wings funnel their their opponents to the paint so that fouls can get blocks Collier can get rebounds that kind of stuff 
but to do that without fouling. So if, you know, maybe you want to funnel them past the three-point line, but have someone, you know, come over and stop them around the elbow or something like that. Get them to take more inefficient, you know, longer two-point shots rather than funneling them to the block where fouls and Collier can get in um, foul trouble, but also not letting them take the higher efficient three-point shots. Totally agree. I mean, like you said, shooting from the elbow, 15-footer, I'd rather have than, than kind of going in for a layup and, um, and having fouls or Collier have to make a decision whether or not they want to attempt to block or, you know, stay home. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I have faith in, in our shooting. Um, I'm excited to – again, Bantam's going to have a big night. I don't know if it's this, if it's this coming game, but it's happening. Because um, shooters are going to shoot and keep shooting. That's all I'm going to say, keep shooting. Absolutely. So I think that's all we've got for you today. Uh, before I, I, I let you go, though, Tay, give me a prediction. What do you think the, the outcome will be Friday night? I am calling because I have a lot of faith, again, in my secret weapon. That's not a secret anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm calling the links by 12. Ooh, links by 12. I like it. I mean, I was going to go links by 7. That was my original thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect, perfect. We're on the same page. All right, well, we'll catch you next time, Tay. Thanks. All right, thanks, Lucas.